When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So a guy walks into the bar, right? Okay. And the, the bartender's like, hey, man. The guy's like, hey. And so the bartender says, what can I get you to drink? And the guy says, just just a, a scotch on the rocks. The bartender says, sure. Are you going to open a tab? And the, the guy says, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, I'll open up a tab, sure. So about 10 minutes later, the guy finishes the scotch and he, he's like, you know, actually, I'll close out my tab. The bartender says, sure. The guy and leaves. he goes home and murders his family. <laughs> yep. You, so you have heard it. <laughs> so you heard it. Uh, the Aristocrats. Hey, everybody. You're listening to Apathetic Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here on your AM dial. If, if you want to get in touch with the show, there's a few ways to do that. You can email us at apatheticenthusiasmshow at gmail.com. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash apatheticenthusiasmshow. Or you can check us out on Twitter at apathusiast. We're not going to spell it out for you. Because we don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> Spelling should, is not our strong suit. I feel like this show, we should use a hashtag. On Twitter. Oh, hashtag. You know, because that's what the kids are doing with the hashes right. and the tags. <laughs> so um if you guys are following us on twitter let us know what hashtag you guys would like to use hashtag that you did the the two fingers hashtag thing this, yeah. this is an audio podcast you really <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right so uh on today's episode we're going to be talking about windows op- 10 operating system for pc computers well that's that's getting a bit broad because you can talk about Linux and you could talk about Ubuntu or however you say that. <laughs> the, Is it the, Ubuntu? The, the DOS? The DOSes? <laughs> We're talking about Windows 3.1. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Windows 10, the next iteration in operating systems from Microsoft. This was announced um, it's a, a few weeks ago now. Uh Right off the bat, let's 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 make this clear for the people that are listening. Fanboy, I do not own. Equals Travis, I do not own any Windows products anymore. I, every computer in my house is either an Apple or the one Chromebook that we have. But that's not to say you don't have Microsoft products. You just don't have any Windows products. Is the, that a correct statement? There are a couple of Xboxes in my house. Um. 
My, my case if, is closed. If the microphone wasn't on a table right now, I think you would have dropped it. Case is <laughs> But at work, I do use Windows machines like every day. So That's good. It's it's not like I'm completely in the dark on on Windows and how it works. Right. You just you just don't prefer Windows products to Apple. Exactly. Now, before we get into talking about Windows 10 specifically, what about Apple products do you prefer? What what is it about an Apple product that you prefer? All right, so this is like the um the origin story of my of my Apple fandom, right? So back um, post high school, early college, I was 100% PC, um, built my own computers, all that stuff, and had somebody come up to me uh, that I worked with and like, hey, I'm having problems with my computer. Can you take a look at it? I'm like, sure, no problem. You know, you know, bring it over or whatever. And they brought over, it was like an iMac. And I stared at this thing. I was like, I have no what why is the bar at the top of the screen how (laughs) how does this work so i messed with it for a little while um i i mean i had used max growing up but it was never but it was mainly for oregon trail yeah or carmen san diego number munchers you know that sort of thing (laughs) um but yeah so uh about a year later when i was looking for a laptop i decided i'll buy a macbook try it out and since then it's I've, n- I've never looked back. Huh. So, okay. If I ever bought a, a Mac product, I would probably still put Windows on it. I did that once. I did that original MacBook. I could I could dual boot, and I had Windows on it. Right. But uh, but, it just, but you like the interface of I Mac's think better. That's really that's uh-huh. really what it came down to. Is the only purpose for me to put Windows on a Mac would be to play games, and and realistically. For some people, the only reason they own PC computers is because that is the platform for gaming, which actually brings up an interesting point for me. <laughs> uh, in the announcement for uh, for Windows 10, when they did their, their keynote, their new CEO yeah. uh, for about a year, um, he had a quote where he said, we want to move from people needing Windows to choosing Windows to loving Windows, right? So I think there's this, opinion about windows that's sort of gained popularity over the last few years where it's like people get windows because they need it for certain things yeah you know whether whether you prefer windows or not if you want to play certain games or run certain applications you have to use windows and well if you if you think about it in the government the government primarily uses windows right all their contracts are usually through um, some broad like Dell or HP type uh, hardware manufacturer, and they all just right. run Windows. And and for a, such a large organization to all of a sudden switch to Mac or uh, which is never going to happen. One of these, more money, one of these up and coming you know, OSs, right? You would have to have a such a large shift in culture change definitely for for that, right. to, for that to happen. So so in a way, you know, like. Microsoft CEO says. I, I also think there's a there's something else that can be read into that comment where slowly Apple's market share has sort of been increasing. A good part of that has to do with the popularity of iPhones. Mm-hmm. iPhone is the most popular, you know, smartphone on the market, and people get used to using 
iPhones and that Apple product. And, and then when they, it's time for them to decide, oh, I'm going to buy a new PC, they're more open to the idea of trying out a Mac product. Right. So uh, just just a, a bit of clarification, it's the largest selling in the U.S., Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. If, if you go, if you go to, if you go to Korea, for our international <laughs> listeners, I apologize. <laughs> All, maybe, one maybe of one you. of you. If there's one, hey, leave a comment. We'd love to know where and you're listening from. You're probably my old roommate. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is there's this whole sort of shift that that Microsoft is going through right now, where they're not they're not trying to lock people into using Windows or Microsoft products. They're trying to get people they're trying to improve the products in such a way that they're getting people to choose Microsoft. They're trying to get buy into the product rather than than hey you guys need this. Right, there's a there's a great example of this with um the Microsoft Office products. Mm-hmm. Uh Microsoft Office their their different applications have, have become available for for iOS um for for Apple and smartphone smart smartphones and iPads and stuff like that. There was a point when they first came out, um, and I think this was back when Steve Ballmer was still the CEO, where you know you could get the apps for free, I think, and you could like view uh, like documents, say in Word. But if you wanted to do any editing or like any advanced stuff, you right. had to pay this extra like they had subscription like the, the trials, right? So it was, it was basically like a yeah, evaluation we'll, period. Yeah. We'll give you the app for free. But if you want to use anything valuable in it, you're going to pay us, you know, X number of dollars. And over the last year, it's gone from sort of that lockdown, you know, you have to pay for this service to now, I think all of the um, Microsoft Office apps are free and you they don't require that payment. And so that's that's one of those things where it's Microsoft trying to get people back into choosing instead of using like google docs or, mm-hmm. or some sort of free and open platform people know how to use office so let's provide it to them for free to encourage them to continue using it. well along those lines windows 10 for windows current windows 7 and 8 users once windows 10 is released they have a year to get windows 10 for free that i think from the announcement was one of the biggest breakthroughs for windows for me because and again we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of comparison with Apple mm-hmm. here because yeah. you know it's what I know. Because I know but I know Apple releases their operating. The last the last couple Apple operating systems have been free upgrades. Yeah. But yeah, there's sort of been this like tailoring down with Apple operating systems where I think they charged twenty dollars for Snow Leopard or something, and then eventually their new upgrades were just free. Hmm. If you have the current operating system, you get the new operating system for free. For Windows to come out with Windows ten or for Microsoft to come out with Windows 10 and say, here's our new operating system, pay us $100. I don't think they could survive in a, in a market with you know, their competitors saying, our upgrades are free. They can survive because they have been surviving yeah, using, using okay. that, that same model. You know? Yeah, I just think it's it, it will continue to trend in the wrong direction. And, and there's, that, there's that asterisk too, right? upgrade for free in the first year right so and i think i think what that is is not so much they're trying to get money from people after that year it's speeding up the install base for windows 10 rapidly Mm -hmm. in the early launch period 
so that the, he <laughs> that, agrees. That guy's super excited. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think, and that, did you let a bird in here? What the heck? It's, that's the Microsoft we, bird. We, we need to start recording earlier so the oh, birds are Oh, we still got some tweets. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I think that's something that Microsoft needs is early adoption of Windows 10 to get everybody on an equal playing field so that they can start pushing additional updates and doing things. Right. I, I think that makes sense because right now you have you have people who are split between people who are still in XP even. Oh, yeah, yeah. XP, Windows 7, Windows 8. And then you have, you know, obviously the different versions of each of those Windows, professional, home use, enterprise, yeah. whatever. Apple, Apple makes a big point in their keynotes of saying, look at our install base for this version of our operating system. And when they make those claims, they're, they're pushing it out, not for you and me, but for developers. Because as, the, as, as a software developer, if I have a large market that's all running the same operating system and I can create my application for one specific version, it's more enticing for me as a developer to, to produce for them. So, so I, think that, I think that's part of the reason why Windows wants to get everybody on Windows 10 as early as possible. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yeah. We had Windows 7. We did. Then there was Windows 8. Yes. Logically, then we would have Windows 9. But we don't. Now we have Windows 10. Do you know why they skipped Windows 9? So I, I've I've heard I've heard a couple different theories on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our mutual friends said something about the coding with Windows 9. Yeah, I think like like 90. I think it was like Windows 98 or something like that. That or Windows 95. In order to get away from any hand jamming mistakes, yeah. it's like let's skip nine. Yeah, so like put, like all the like archaic bits of code in there that referenced like old Windows ninety eight or ninety five type uh, OS versions. Right. In, instead of having to deal with cleaning all that up, they're like, you know what? Skip it. Control Windows F. ten. Let's let's <laughs> let's spin it a little bit in the keynote. We'll talk about ten is a round number or something. Blah blah blah. They they gave some sort of story on it. Yeah. I th- well, I think the the official. The official story is they they want to separate themselves from Windows 8, and they just want to they just want to start with 10. Yeah, it's, they want to separate themselves so much from Windows 8 <laughs> that they skipped an entire number. It's such it's such it's such an improvement that it's not just an iterative improvement. Yeah. <clears throat> it's uh, it's a whole new goes all the way to 10. It's a whole new system. All right, so let's let's talk a little bit about what's different in Windows 10. Some of the some of the new upgrades, some of the things that they're changing, some of the things they're changing back. Uh, what's what's going to be new in this version of Windows? Well, for starters, you've admittedly never used Windows Eight. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've. I've seen it used before. I don't think I've ever actually sat down on a computer with Windows Eight on it. Gotcha. The only time I've experienced Windows Eight is when I'm walking through Best Buy <laughs> or some electronics store, and I'm like, oh, let's let's see what the specs are on this thing. And I have no idea how to <laughs> how to maneuver it. Like I press the the start button, and it brings up this this big page with a bunch of uh, bunch of, bunch ever, of rectangles on it or something. Have you ever seen a Windows phone? Yes. It it looks like it looks like the a Windows phone, the home screen of a Windows right. phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> those are those are like uh, are those the live tiles? Is that what they're they're called? Uh, don't don't quote me. I, I'm not. I'm okay. not really sure. Um, 
But for me, that's that's one of the, that was one of the turnoffs for Windows 8 was I I don't want phone operating system to be my main OS. Right, and I, I think that's it's interesting you say that because I think a lot of people had issues with their PCs feeling too much like a smartphone or a tablet. Right. Um, but then you have Windows 10, which is designed to work on PCs, smartphones, and tablets. It's gonna be, it's gonna be the the same OS across the board. Which which is which is what Windows 8 should have been. Right. It should have been it should have been that merging of, of two kind of demographics. I think it's a better balance in this case. Yeah. When you use Windows 10 on a PC, it feels more like a PC operating system, mm-hmm. and when you use it on a smart device, it feels tailored more appropriately for that device right um some some of the things that that they're adding uh back into windows 10 is that start menu right so Mm -hmm. you have a start button uh menu is going to pop up when it opens up and, and i'll try to describe it as best as i can if you've used windows 7 you you have that same list of like popular applications and things like that but then to the side you have sort of this residual Windows 8, you know, tile area where you can kind of put some squares, have your, you know, weather updates or your Skype button, things like that. So they have live tiles still kind of tucked in there, mm-hmm. but it's not consuming the entirety of the screen. It's it's part of that start menu. Right. So um, I, I think that's a good direction for it. And, you know, pinning different apps down in there and kind of being able to make a decision for what how you want to customize that is, is a good idea exactly um they also they're bringing almost speaking of comparisons to apple i don't know how you can they're <laughs> they're bringing a an ai into the mix and if you've played halo who hasn't played halo i okay my wife my wife hasn't played halo neither, neither is mine, neither okay. is mine. she <laughs> she takes a controller and she aims up at the sky and goes in circles um but uh, the Cortana, 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 is, the AI in Halo, that is now Microsoft's Siri. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is Microsoft's answer for Siri. I mean, you can't really call it anything else. It's a spoken assistant. So uh, whether you're using a phone, a tablet, or your PC, Cortana is going to be on all of these things and guiding you. Taking you to to defeat the watching the keynotes and watching the things that come out right like regardless of the company that's pushing it out these situations where they show their their spoken assistant AI is always so scripted right yeah so from what they showed always in, in the demonstration it looks great how it will actually work once it's out on the market is to to be seen right so okay we both have iphones yes how often do you really use siri on your phone? i i don't use siri very often at all. i don't i siri was siri is a, a novelty when it first came out everyone's like siri's so smart let's ask siri questions and sometimes we still do and siri does a smart ass remark like <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Brandon. There are times when I use Siri. When you're driving. <laughs> but it's very rare. And I wish that my my stereo, that my Bluetooth stereo in my car would interact better with Siri so that I could use it when I was driving, but it doesn't work great. So yeah. um, there, I think realistically the most t- 
times I use Siri is when I'm like, hey, Siri, what's what's the score of the sports game? <laughs> the Thunder are losing. Russell Westbrook has another triple-double, but the Thunder are still losing. He hit the open man. I'm not giving go. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think I think the thing I, I I think the thing that I most use Siri for is when I quickly want to like just know the score of a sports game or you know something like that. Right. <laughs> okay. <The> sports game. <laughs> I tell you. I I think. <laughs> um, no, I. So not only Siri, we're talking about Siri, but I mean, that gets into a whole voice activation thing. Even like connect, even. Xbox right, One's yeah. new Connect, it doesn't work as well as you want it to. So Amazon, this is a side note, but Amazon Fire TV, mm-hmm. and I think um, our listeners have a different Amazon product that does all this voice recognition stuff. The Echo, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Their voice recognition is magnificent. I mm-hmm. love it. I love it. But uh, you know, that's a that's a side story. We'll get into that in a different so podcast. So Cortana looks promising. We won't really know until... The, the OS is rolled out. So, uh, the other really big announcement, I think this something is, this is pretty big. People are really excited about this is, is pretty big. Code name Project Spartan, which wait a minute, let's wait. Is that another Halo reference? Yeah, like okay, we get it, we get it, Microsoft. Come on, MS. You had a really successful gaming <laughs> franchise, which has moved on. Yeah, let's. We need. We all need to move on. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, Project Spartan. This is the the new web browser for Windows 10. Um, I think for a lot of people who use the computer primarily for accessing the internet, this is a big improvement for them. Um, and and that's uh, that doesn't mean that they're getting rid of the old Internet Explorer. They're actually, I've read that they're actually up, updating Internet Explorer. To be a much more minimalist uh, website interface. Okay. Um, so, it, whereas Spartan is kind of the robust kind of web browser, you can tailor and do a bunch of added things to. Okay. The new IE is very much you just go to a website. Hmm. I almost wonder if it's like the the mobile. Like, I wonder if they're going to key that into like their mobile browsing because well, maybe. You know, like you're not you're not necessarily trying to open a ton of tabs and use extensions when you're on, you know, iPad or something. Ton of tabs. Ton of tabs, man. <laughs> um, they're gonna they're gonna actually integrate Skype right into Windows 10 and Whoa. make it sort of like a a Whoa. messages app. Make um, it like a FaceTime app. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is fine. You know, whatever they own Skype, good for them. Yeah, good for throw them. it in there. Uh, one other thing, and I. I want to mention it now, but I don't want to get deep into this because I feel like this is probably going to come up as a full topic on another podcast is the HoloLens support, right? Mm. So Mm -hmm. the announcement for Windows 10 also included this announcement of HoloLens, which is Windows holograms. Yeah. Right. Um, They have a, they have a device that you wear on your face. Uh, It's... (laughs) It, it's sort of, I've heard it referred to as... HoloLens. As what <laughs> what what people thought Google Glass was going to be before Google Glass came out. An almost um, augmented reality type thing. Right, exactly. So the idea is you're going to wear this really bulky 
sunglasses type thing on your face Mm -hmm. and you can walk around your house and Microsoft is going to project holograms into the environment that you're in. So now instead of having to look at a TV on a wall, you can look at a hologram image on a wall streaming Netflix or instead of sitting down at your computer to play Minecraft, you can have Minecraft on your coffee table and you can move things around and kill creepers and stuff and blow holes in your wall so yeah it it reminds me of in the movie her there's a part where he's like playing a holographic video game right yeah it's projecting it's it's in it's in his environment or i feel that microsoft is using minority report for a lot of its inspiration (laughs) when he's what when he's watching the movie got a red ball and they're kind (laughs) of yeah um so we'll talk about hololens in, in another episode i don't i don't think I think where HoloLens is, it's it's got a lot of potential. It's probably Connect-ish, but where it's great. It's a great concept. They have probably a lot of work to work do. Yet. They got a lot of work to do. So, uh, last thing I have about Windows 10, you have Cortana, you have Project Spartan. Is there a warthog? Is there a warthog in Windows 10? <laughs> there should be, uh, but the CEO announced also during the keynote that they plan on having Xbox. PC gaming, uh, cross-platform gaming. They 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 tried it. They tried it before. It didn't didn't work as well as they wanted it to. Um, so as a person who used to be a heavy game player, I would like to see it work. So that's just don't yeah. I, there. And I think overall, that's that's the big. They're trying to push make push is to, is to take all of the devices and things that we use in a Microsoft universe and make them all interconnected. Right. I think that's a, that's a, that's the big push. I have, they want us to want it. I have one really it. important thing left to say, uh, and this is coming from a background in graphic design. Uh, if you, if you go out there and, and get we'll, over yourself, we'll, we'll, we'll post some links or, or post some pictures out uh, with the show notes, but the early, the early look of some of these icons in, in windows 10, is terrible there there was a there was you've you've seen how well i can draw things <laughs> yes yes i could almost draw things better than that's uh there was there's an image that came out uh, a few weeks ago of the recycle bin mm-hmm. of um windows 10 and it looks like a poorly drawn like ms paint picture right <laughs> which is um, where i do all my you know skew morphism is dead you know everybody is going to this sort of flat you know, you look at Google, you look at a lot of the iOS type design, everything's flat and minimalistic, but this Windows 10 stuff looks like bad clip art. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's still early. It's still in a design phase, but hopefully by the final release, they, they get some artists to come in and improve some of that stuff because it'd be one thing if it was like, it was just like the start menu looked bad or yeah. something. But we're talking about like the icons for file folders and, you know, apps that you're going to look at all the time. So if you're scrolling through these pictures of, of really ugly blue folders, I just, I don't know. I'll stick with Apple. You just change your clip art. You just clean, change your clip art up. You know, you can make your own custom icons. Okay. All right. Well, well not that you have to. Apple boy. Yeah, I won't. I won't be doing that. Uh, guys, let us know what you think. Are you excited for Windows 10? Do you plan on upgrading? Do you use Windows? Do you not use Windows? Tell us what you uh, tell us what you think about all this stuff coming out for Windows 10. Guys, I think that's most of the stuff we want to talk about this week. 
One thing I want to um, mention before we go, next week we will have our our breakdown of smartwatches in general. We're going to talk about the Apple Watch, but we're also going to talk about Pebble. We're going to talk a little bit about their very successful Kickstarter from a couple of weeks ago and uh, and just sort of talk about smart, smartwatches in general and, and, and whether and, or not and they're... And Fitbits, things like that as well. Fitbits, right, Fitbits. sure. And, uh, and the YouTubes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're... Just, just wearables in general. We're gonna, we're gonna wear wearables. So, <laughs> we're gonna talk um, about slap, slap wrists, <laughs> slap bracelets. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a vintage episode of Apathetic Enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening. I'm Travis. I'm Brand. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.